Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the James McDonald Podcast, where we say love to live to love. That's our focus, that's our passion, and we invite you to let God's Word have that impact in your life right now. Here's Pastor James. So, um, one of the wonderful things about knowing the Lord is, um, it says in John chapter 8, that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. And I felt all day like I was going to do this message, and I am not, because I believe the Lord's leading me to focus on one single verse in the New Testament. I'm going to tell you first why I'm going to uh, just teach it briefly, and we're going to be done. But I'm not going to hurry through it, but it's not going to take a ton of time. Sometimes the most powerful things are the simplest things, right? And I'm going to tell you this, I believe it with all my heart, um, behind alcoholism is hurt. There's just hurt there. And alcoholism, what are you freaking drinking for? Because it makes the pain stop. Whether it's the pain of the thing that I think, or the pain of what I feel about myself, or the pain of remembering what happened in the past, or the pain of regret that I can't live my life over. Everyone who's turning to alcohol or drug addiction is doing it to make a pain stop. And act like men cannot be about stopping drinking. It has to be about, excuse me, I guess that was supposed to be emphasized by my bracelet. It has to be about dealing with that pain, okay? It's not about, I'm going to get so strong that I can live with the pain and not drink. I don't even want that life for you. I mean, that's not even loving. We, do, we don't want you to get better at suffering. We want you to get better at forgiving and being forgiven and living without regrets and having a better assessment of yourself and working all those steps that's going to get you rightly related to God, rightly related to your past, rightly related to your addiction. It's, that, those steps are pretty incredible, right? And you got to work those steps and you got to keep working them, right? So I want to give you one, a spiritual part of that because I... As I've gotten to know some of you more in the last few weeks, I've been working on that. And some of you are very clearly, you know, all the you've been in the airport or on a train or something where the people have these backpacks and they turn around like they don't even have them on. You ever seen that? It's just like, hey, hey, backpack guy, there's a big thing on your back. And some of the people I've met here have a heavy weight on their shoulders. It's very apparent that they're carrying the weight of, I remember when we talked about how you, the amazing story, Jacob, how you got here. And, and some people have a big uh, backpack full of rocks on their back. And some people have a little U-Haul that they're pulling behind them. And uh, some people here seem to have, you know, more like you're the cab and you're pulling a transport trailer behind you of hurt and disappointment. And I believe that the first and the most important step, it's right in the, in the 12 steps, is for you, um, I guess it's the second one, for you guys to um, really understand and really receive into your heart God's forgiveness. God's forgiveness. That God loves you and that God forgives you. And people talk about forgiving themselves. You know, I'm not really sure about that. Um, I think if you really understand God's forgiveness, you'll understand that the idea of forgiving yourself is a little bit of an elevation of yourself. We're, we're, but, but if God forgives you, what really matters, right? 
I mean, if we were sitting here having an argument about who's going to win the Super Bowl or something stupid, and uh, all of a sudden Mike Ditka walked in, I'd let him talk. Would you let him talk? I'd be like, shut up. Let's find out who's going to win the Super Bowl, you know? All right? And if we were having a discussion about, uh, I don't know, who's going to win the presidential election, we're all, you think, and I think, and you think, and I think, and all of a sudden Donald Trump walks in, let him talk. All right? Let's hear what he has to say about what he thinks is going to happen, okay? Now, as it relates to you and your past and that hurt, what if the Lord walked in and entered into the conversation? You're saying, well, I'm just really struggling with this and I still feel so bad about that. Let him talk. Okay? And he's going to talk right now. I'm going to put one verse up on the screen. And let's just like let the word of God speak. This is one of the most important verses in the New Testament. If you're Muslim, learn this verse, okay? Everyone needs to know this verse in God's Word. The truths of Christianity have satisfied the greatest minds in human history, okay? I promise you there's nobody in this room smart enough to be, oh, well, you know, that's a little simple for me. I know, no, actually, this is fairly complex for all of us, but if you can get to this, it's incredible. Now, I'm just going to walk through it a word at a time. Um, first word, come on. Yeah. If, that's a first-class condition. What it means is, is something is coming that is available. But it isn't for everyone. It's only for those who meet the condition. That's a first-class condition. So I've got great news for some people here. If, everyone say it. If, if they do this. Now, we, we means everyone. Everyone. Everyone, no one is excluded from this. This is available to the little naked child running through the streets of Palestine today that can't find their parents, and it's for you, and it's for me, and it's for everyone. And um, um, what Christ has done on the cross for our sins to be forgiven is so awesome that anyone can be forgiven no matter what they've done. But it also cuts the other way. No one can be forgiven except that they come this way. Amen. All right? And this is the provision that God has made. I think I quoted here a few uh, weeks ago from Hebrews chapter 10, which says, If we go on sinning willfully after we've received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who sets aside the law of Moses, the Ten Commandments it means, anyone who sets aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. Of how much greater punishment will he be considered worthy who has spurned the Spirit of grace and trampled underfoot the Son of God? All right, and then it says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You think it's awesome that God gave his son to pay for our sins? Wait till you see what happens to those who are like, I don't think so, about his son, okay? So, if, first class condition, we, available for everyone, essential for everyone. This is a great word, confess. The Greek word here is homologeo. Legeo, le, uh, lego really means to say, and homos, we have that like homosexual or homogeneous, it means the same, all right? The same is what it, that word actually means, homos. So homologeo means to say the same, to say the same. If we say the same about what? Our 
if we say the same thing about our sins that he does, that he is God, the Lord. If we, if I, if you, say the same thing that God says about our sins, here's the promise. But you don't get the promise. If you don't do line one, you're out for line two. Okay? If we confess our sins, he is, say it, faithful. faithful. That means every day, every night, 24-7, 365, no matter where you are, even if you decide that you hate Bobby and leave this house, why would you do that? That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. No matter where you go, even if you're not in one of our houses, even if you just come in, even if you're one of our friends that's supporting us in this ministry, listen to me now. Every person in this room and every person who will hear this teaching wherever they hear it, wherever you go for the rest of your life, whether we're friends forever or just for a couple more months, God will stay the same. God is faithful because he does not change. All right? Uh, the Bible is very clear on this over and over. He says, I am the Lord, I change not. Now, we all change, right? We're all fasting. You're kind of slumping down in your chair tonight, Larry. Just sit up a little bit so that we can see that your, your body is not showing your enthusiasm. You're more enthusiasm than your body's saying, right? Come on, now that you're up a bit, you can stand up and give me a hug. Now, come on. So the, thi the thing is, that's a hard chair to get out of, I know. Come on, take my hand. Oh, he made it up. He made it up. Come on. So here, love your brother. I was just comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I know you were. I'm just, I'm just kidding with you. I just wanted to use you as an illustration of how we change. We vacillate. And the healthiest people among us are the people that are finding a little more stability. Again, Frank, your testimony was helpful. You see that vacillating that you feel and the changing and, and the talkativeness and the need to share and the mood that I used to get relief from through alcohol, but now I gotta find a way to be okay without that, okay? And so the point is this, that regardless of my place, regardless of my mood, regardless of anything, uh, God doesn't change. He says in the book of James, every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow cast by turning. It's such an unusual little phrase. It's actually making reference, have you ever seen a sundial? Well, that verse was written in God's Word when there were no clocks. And so they would see how the sun would move across the sky, and they had these sundials that they told what time of day it was from that. And so the point is, is that God doesn't change like a clock. He's the same. He's the same. Hebrews uh, chapter 10 says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, forever. When you love Him, He loves you. When you don't, he loves you. When you're standing, He loves you. When you fall, He loves you. Romans chapter 8 says, who can separate us from the love of God? Nothing can. The verse goes on to say, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing can separate us from the love of God. And he's faithful. He's not in a bad mood. You don't catch him off guard. If we confess our sins, he is, say it. But he's not just a good guy. He's not just a good guy. He's faithful and it's not just because he said he will. So he's like, dang, we said we would. Okay, fine. 
It's right. Everyone say it's right. It's right for him to do it. It's right for him. That's not right. Do you ever see somebody who did some horrific, just god awful crime, and then they get off for next to nothing? Hands up if you've ever seen a story like that. There's something inside us that wells up and says, that's not right. That's not right. Come on, turn to somebody beside you and say, that's not right. <laughs> no, but like in, but with the tone, like you're really a crybaby about it. Come on, he's like, that's not right. <laughs> Come on, isn't that what we do? Yeah. Isn't that what we do? You turn to your friend, you turn to your spouse, you turn to whoever you're hanging. You're like, that's not right. <laughs> how come, how come he will forgive us our sins? How come? Yes, because he's faithful, but also because he's just. You're not getting off of anything. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Amen. All right? That he poured out his, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that Jesus Christ became sin for us, he who knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. All right? And so through faith in Jesus, you have your sins forgiven. He paid the penalty for your sin on the cross. God's anger, when the sky grew dark and Christ was hanging there, and the sky grew dark and the earthquakes trembled, and the Bible says the tombs opened and people came out. This was the rockinest moment in all of human history as God the Father looked away. Do you remember what Jesus said on the cross? He said, um, Lama, Lama, something I can't remember, Sabathani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus sensed the Father turning away from him because the little poem that I learned was, on him almighty judgment fell that would have sent the world to hell. And all of that was poured out upon his son. And why did he do that? Because he wants to forgive you. He wants you to throw that knapsack. He wants you to cut off that trailer and stop dragging it around with you. You're the reason why that's still with you. God wants to clear the slate. God wants to shake the etch-a-sketch. God wants you to live in the glorious liberty and light of his forgiveness. But you've got to be willing. If we say what he says about our sins, he is faithful and just. We can count on him, and it's right for him to do it. To do what? To forgive us, to forgive us, and God treats us. The Bible says that God casts our sins as far as the east is from the west. Another scripture says that God has placed our sins in the bottom of the deepest sea. And people will say, well, like, yeah, but you could still go get it there. <laughs> All right, so just, just for half a second, um, does God forget our sins? Let's just vote. Whatever the majority is, we'll make that what's true. That was such a bad idea. Okay, obviously it matters what the Scripture says. So God, God uh, is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He cannot forget. He actually does something that's better than forgetting. Because if a person forgets, what can they also do? They can remember again. Right. Thank you. But God does something way better than forgetting our sins. God puts them as far as the east is from the west. He puts them away. He puts them in the bottom of the deepest sea. He, in this, here it is, He treats us as though it never happened. So if you live under 
what I have come to call affectionately and respectfully Catholic guilt. You know, I, I, sh- I got to go to church. This is happening to me because I didn't, I told a lot, I did something, now this is, and all of that. I mean, there is consequences for wrong behavior. We all understand that. But, but God loves you and God forgives you. He's faithful to do it. He's just to do it. And by forgive, I mean, he, not that he forgets. It's better than that. He has chosen and promised to treat us as though it never happened. What are you beating yourself up about that God's like, what, 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 what? I mean, I guess I could call that to mind, the Lord would say, if you're going to force me to think about it, but I do believe we've dealt with that already, and that is behind us, and I am the Lord your God, and I declare you to be forgiven through faith in my son Jesus, but this isn't just the one-time conversion step. I liked when Rich said last week, oh, I prayed to receive Christ when I was a kid. I believe that. But where are you now? Because you need to be in the regular discipline of, of confessing your sins afresh. We, I, I lied, I stole, I betrayed, I... Okay, well, let's start again. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins. And, everyone say and. And, and the bonus is, and to cleanse us how good does that sound do you ever feel dirty do you ever feel um, scarred did you ever feel marked he cleanses us he washes us clean he cleanses us from great word say it he cleanses us from all unrighteousness you're like, that's not right. Well, <laughs> it's true. It isn't right. It isn't right. Except that God did for us what we could not do for ourselves. That's the good news of the gospel, that God loves you so much that he sent his son to pay the penalty for your sins and mine so that if we would embrace him by faith, we can be forgiven. I mean forgiven. Any person here under the weight of past and present can leave this room tonight with a totally clean slate. Everything washed away. And to believe that, and to believe it and make it your own. One time Jesus was talking to the disciples and Peter was pretty unusual dude for sure. And he said... In that moment, when I said, well, all we have to do is believe. When Jesus said that, Peter said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I love that because that would describe more people in this room than you might realize who they believe, but they struggle to believe. Now, where do you get more faith? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. You're doing it right now. Faith comes from coming and sitting here. The people that come here, like you do, and they get their faith gets stirred. Their faith gets stronger. It don't matter if you're taking the first step or the fifth step or the seventh step or you're an old dude who's been doing this for a long, long, long time. About 55 years I've been trying and failing and trying again to follow the Lord. I like, you know, what uh, Dominic says about that. Um, you know, trying with all my heart, failing, getting up and trying it there he had some other words that i don't remember right now 
failing and getting up again. Now, here's a sentence. Do we have that quote? It's not how long you, or how often you fall. It was in the message notes from tonight. I wanted to say this to all of you, and then I'm going to pray for everyone when we're done. It isn't how often you fall. It is how long you stay down. That's really that. If you use falling as an excuse to fall again, as an excuse to fall again, like where's the guy? Where's the guy who's going to come and say, I fell? Why does it always have to come like in a drug test or something? Like what do you think's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Right? Why can't you just come and say this? Or here's better. Why couldn't you come before you fall and say, if I'm, not, if I'm alone tonight, I'm not going to make it? Right? How many people would help somebody if they came to you and said, if I'm alone tonight, I'm not going to make it? Look at, boy, nobody's alone. I mean, as people here be like, I'm so glad you called me. Jake, you wouldn't help anyone if they came? I wasn't sure if you raised your hand. I just, no, no, don't anyone go to Jake. Don't, do not go to him. He's not sure if he would help. You know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Here's what I want you to do if you're comfortable doing this. Um, just go ahead and put your uh, hand, men, men with men, women with women. If you're sitting beside women, you don't have to do this. But if, you're, uh, if you can get your hand, men, on another man's shoulder, put your hand on another man's shoulder right now. And ladies, you can do the same. And just put your hand on someone's shoulder. Now, come on, we're going to all pray. All right? And, and uh, come on, and I'm, I'm going to stand in here, but I'm going to pray. But I'm going to pray for all of us right now. And I want you to know this. I'm really praying for you. And I believe that God answers prayer. Not because of me, but because I did that. I've done that thing that was on the screen. A lot. So let's pray together. Father, I'm grateful for every person who's here. Those who have driven in. Those who live in one of our houses. The family members of the same. Uh, God, you know how we got here tonight. And you know how we came to be here. And I just want to pray for, uh, first of all, for every uh, man who's in uh, one of our houses who is seeking to live free, I pray that this glorious verse, 1 John 1, 9, could become a bigger part of their life. Yeah. That, that before this day ends, there would be some men, I can see them by faith with their door closed and just saying to the other guy, hey, give me a minute, I'm just going to be in the room by myself for a minute and kneeling down beside his bed and just beginning to call out, God, I I want to confess my sins to you in a clearer way than I ever have before. And I want to tell you where I think I failed. And I want to ask for your forgiveness. And even though I don't understand it, and even though sometimes I fluctuate in what I believe, God, I, I know that I need to be cleansed. I know that I can't keep dragging these things around with me. I know that I can't feel like I'm a failure uh, when, when you have said that I am your loved son or your loved daughter and I want to I feel that in my life. So, so thank you for the forgiveness of sins. I'm going to do a better job with your help, Lord, of bringing these things to you on a regular basis and not letting them stack up. I don't think I'm perfect. I sure don't think I'm better than anyone else. But I want to live in the light of the truth. And I want to live in the light of freedom. I don't want to be slave to anything except the God who made me. I don't want to be slave to anything else. I don't want there to be a food or a person or a substance that can call my name. And I answer every time that has to be done in my life. And so we pray for freedom from addiction. We pray for joy 
in your presence. We pray for sweet, life-giving relationships among the people in this room that even when I am weak, I could be strong through the strength of my uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. So we commit ourselves to you. We pray for a great week ahead. We pray, God, for you to watch over us until we're uh, here in this room again. And we pray, God, that we would forget about years, forget about months, and that we would commit to the rest of today and tomorrow to keep putting one foot in front of another and to live in the freedom that you've provided for us. Make us strong and grow us up and take us to those dreams again that we've had and cause us in this moment to believe that it's possible as we lay down the things that have burdened us so much and accept what you say about us that you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name I pray, amen. 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 Thanks, everybody. So I hope that you've been really encouraged today through this clear teaching from God's Word. I just want to thank you from the whole team for listening to the James McDonald podcast, where the learning is for loving, loving God and for loving others more and more until we see him face to face. Thank you for standing with us. Your prayerful support is our lifeline to continue this gospel partnership, and it makes podcasts like these possible. If you're not part of a vibrant, life-giving gospel church, check out this new alternative. It's called the Home Church Network. You can get it at homechurchnetwork.global. All the ministry information, Bible teaching, and and resources are there, and also at jamesmcdonaldministries.org. Hey, thank you again for listening.